0: Hey guys, it's CS Joseph with csjoseph.life. Do another episode for season 18. This is season 18, episode five. What is the first cognitive axis? Also known as extroverted intuition plus introvert sensing. Uh, so the particular format for this particular lecture is a live lecture, which means I'm going to deliver the lecture. And at the end of the episode, there will be a and A session for all of the uh, members that we have joining us. Um, Live lectures are available to Silver tier and above. Uh, and uh, so like if you guys wanna like get in on uh, being a Silver uh, member, uh, all you have to do is do go to csjoseph.live forward slash members, sign up as Silver, which it's gonna be changed to initiate in the near future. Gold is also changing to apprentice uh, as well. Uh, and we're, we're basically changing our nomenclature on the memberships very soon but uh, this is the live lecture, and if you wanna be able to have an opportunity to get in on this Q&A, also get in on the lecture, and while I'm delivering it live, uh, become a Silver member, and you're good to go. Also, a uh, couple of things. No, I don't really actually use lecture notes like ever, but what I do have is notes that tells me what the next episode is I'm supposed to be filming. I basically have everything memorized by heart uh, for the most part, Although with the parenting lectures, I am having to do a little bit more research and provide that research um, on to, you know, for the sake of uh, season 23. And so there have been a few uh, lecture series in the past where I've had to do additional research. uh, And one of those was like season 21, season 17 for absolute sure, Uh, season four, six, and 13 as well, were heavily research based, especially season 13. Although the queen archetype is like basically like, oh, drama, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but regardless, uh, yeah, definitely, um, I generally just don't use notes or anything like that. I just kind of go with it and, uh, cause I have it all for the most part memorized, but every now and then I need to like consult a source and whatnot. And season 18 will get to that point, especially when I talk about the Enneagram and uh, modes, basically, uh, which will be towards the end of season 18. Um, so if you guys, you know, stay like strapped in uh, for that, I know that I've held off on talking about the enneagram for a long time. There is a reason for that. Uh, I just wanted to read one more book on the subject just to make sure that you know, for verification purposes, that I'm like on the right track with it and then uh, I'll be presenting um, uh, my approach to the Enneagram, where it actually has value and where it doesn't have value, which is how it's used now, basically. It doesn't really have that much value. Um, We'll be discussing uh, some other things relating to Enneagram, so, but anyway, these next four episodes talking about uh, the cognitive axes, uh, these next four episodes are really, really important. Um, you can kind of think uh, that the next four episodes, next five episodes or even beyond that, is basically a return to season five uh, except with a lot more information uh, surrounding uh, you know cognitive axis and how it works. And this will be especially important for people because, these lectures we're actually going to be talking about various sentences, various various sentence structures uh, that could be uh, you know utilized. And then you could even use this to look at people's text messages and be like, "Oh, they're obviously using these functions based on how they're talking to me, et cetera. So these next couple lectures are pretty important and kind of outline how you could actually translate written words directly into cognitive functions using cognitive access analysis. I've not really gone into much detail about cognitive access analysis. Uh, And uh, and and while we do have it, you know, actually, you know, in the ultimate messaging formula, we have it in our beta test right now, uh, where cognitive access analysis is actually there, um, but most people don't really, you know, understand that. So let me... um, let me actually make an adjustment here uh, and then um, okay yeah I use the wrong um, nomenclature for this so awesome there we go so yes and the Agram is nurture you're not wrong about that anthrax yes it is nurture but we are going to be using it to show how it affects uh, nature. So it actually has some component of value uh, to what we're trying to do. So yeah. Anyway, let's get on to the lecture, guys. Um, I'm gonna be sharing my screen here for this. Um, Cool. And there goes my phone. So. All right, awesome. All right, so what is the first cognitive axis? It's known as earth and water. Uh, so why, why is it the first one? The first one, the reason why is this, because if you guys remember uh, earlier, um, within, um, earlier within, earlier uh, within season 18, right? We talk a lot about input, uh, process and then output and then feedback, okay? And every single thing within our cognition actually follows this, this system, this loop basically. Input process, output feedback. It's like an aerobis almost. It's just kind of in general how it works. Now, the first one uh, within that is extroverted intuition. Uh, and then process is introverted intuition. And then the output is extroverted sensing. And then the feedback is introverted sensing. So the first cognitive axis is actually these two, and they providing these two components of this loop, essentially, because this is a loop. And the reason why it's the first uh, cognitive axis is because nothing in existence could exist without extrovert intuition. Extrovert intuition is largely attached to this right here, also known as yin energy, okay? It is yin energy. Whereas introverted sensing is a concrete experience. So this is actually yang energy, okay? And, uh, you know, so this is literally, you know, expert intuition, you know, that's 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 the substance. It's yin energy, it's, it's pure chaos. Expert intuition is pure chaos. It is unlimited, unfettered, uninhibited uh, possibilities, right? the only thing that could challenge that uh, is obviously, uh, you know, introverted intuition, introverted intuition, what the individual is choosing based on the total potential for choosing, right? So here's another way of looking at it as well. Uh, Yin energy is also known as, it's also known as potential energy, potential energy, okay? So if you guys know from like a physics standpoint, um, you have kinetic energy and you have uh, potential energy. Kinetic energy is extroverted sensing. Uh, Potential energy is extroverted intuition, okay? So extroverted intuition, uh, from that standpoint, it's all like, okay, hey, um, um, what is possible? Uh, What if this happens? What if that happens? What, What if chaos occurs, right? So, and then you actually have to apply it this way, potential energy, but then there's an even better way of looking at potential energy, and that is Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law. Now, a lot of people think Murphy's Law means, you know, all, what, what bad can happen will happen. That's not actually Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law is really what can happen will happen, right? What can happen will happen rate sensing is more of it's already happened. It happened, you know. Whereas, uh, which it's it's post kinetic energy. It's it's after kinetic energy. It's post kinetic energy, um, and that's why it's basically young energy. Even though uh, kinetic energy is still young energy as well, um, to a point. Well, no, it's 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 also it could technically be Yin because uh, the reaction the the effect is not always known. So it, it's. Expert sensing can still be considered an aspect of yin energy with introverted intuition being yang energy as well as introverted sensing being yang energy as well. Um, but yes, expert intuition is absolute, pure, unfettered chaos. And, um, and then it needs to be set into an order and it's only set into an order, you know, by introverted intuition, by some external force, an external force exerting its will, Upon the void that is extrovert intuition, do we actually get kinetic energy, exerting will, okay? This is why most people tell me I'm crazy for saying that introvert intuition is willpower-based. I was on Kendrick Yui's show yesterday, a guy who claims he's an ENFP, he's really actually an ESFP, and he started telling me the definition of introvert intuition versus introverted sensing. According to Objective Personality System and Dave's Superpowers, but those definitions are completely backwards. And this is why they're backwards. They're backwards because, you know, order does not come from chaos, okay? This is back to season 17, first four episodes. Order does not determine chaos. Order determines outcome, okay? Order is not birthed from chaos. Introvert intuition is, is in its own external force outside of expert intuition, willpower, is something that is outside of the potential energy, and when it exerts its own will upon the potential energy, then it becomes, it transforms into kinetic energy, Introvert intuition to extroverted sensing. Right, that's how that system works. But from an extroverted intuition standpoint, you know, it's 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 completely different. It's 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 leaving everything open, everything open, and of course. Uh, you have to see the universe as an open system, an open loop system, not, a, not, not a, a, a closed loop system per se, but the yin energy is kept at bay by the yang energy and the yang energy is introvert intuition, right? Okay, that's how the universe is held together. Also, this is basic Taoism. If you haven't read the Tao Te Ching, what are you doing? It's an excellent read. It's part of my spiritual belief system. I have three aspects of my spiritual belief system. I follow the teachings of Jesus Christ because he didn't lie to anybody, and I think he's the only person out there who's not actually lying. I follow Taoism and uh, take it very seriously, and I also follow Kellism, which is something from uh, the Altered Carbon books. If you guys know what Kellism is, uh, so those things those make up my personal belief system, uh, and uh, you know. But again, it's all about exerting willpower upon the pre-existing chaos. Order did not come from chaos. So if you think about it this way, like God is an omnipotent being that exists adjacent to chaos. He did not come from chaos. He did not chaotically mutate. This is why I think macroevolution is bullshit because it's like, It's just physically, it's just not physics. I mean, natural selection, genetic mutation for the sake of natural selection and biodiversity, that's microevolution. And of course, I absolutely agree with that. But, you know, in terms of macroevolution, no, it doesn't make sense. Um, So, you know, based on that, I have to refute that because, you know, if God exists as this omnipotent being, he's existing adjacent to the chaos and he's exerting his will upon the chaos in order to bring about life and creation and all that, etc. And I get like so many people like, oh, Mr. Sans Johnson, if you're such a creationist, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, guys, I don't care about creationism versus evolution. I really don't give a damn. I don't, I don't. I, um, it's just that I, through deductive reasoning, have figured out that intelligent design is far more plausible than, than, than not intelligent design, than spontaneous uh, mutation, I'm sorry. Like there's really, if our, mind, if our minds would be far more chaotic and far more subject to the expert intuition, we'd literally have these mutant people on the planet who have, who have like constant psychoses and tons of problems on a regular basis. And they would be a significant uh, amount of our population, maybe up to a third or more, you know, if that was really the case. Uh, you know, if, if we really had chaotic cognition in that regard. Otherwise, no, we still follow the same system. The type grid is a system. The type grid is absolute. The type grid is truth. And we can't get away from that. And based on that, I have no choice but to believe that intelligent design is, is actually, you know closer to the truth than spontaneous mutation as put forward by macroevolution. This is one of the reasons why. So. And you know, if you're just looking at it from a basic Taoist standpoint, when you're looking at Yin energy and yang energy, it makes a lot of sense. And that's where expert intuition comes from. Now, what element what element does expert intuition, you know, what element is it attached to? Well it's the element of water, right? Water has unlimited potential. Water you have to have, you can't have life without water. Water is absolutely critical to any form of life whatsoever. So it makes sense that, you know, it's it's the first it's the first in the sequence and it is the input. It's the input for all of the universe. It is the default state for the universe. The default state is chaos, right? And that's why everything is in a state of decay or a state of entropy, because everything is going back in this feedback loop. It's like an aeroborous-like feedback loop trying to get us back to extrovert intuition, the state of all potential energy. Everything else after the will has been exerted upon the universe and something is created, it then starts to decay as it's going through this input process, output feedback loop, okay? As everything is decaying and it brings, and it takes that kinetic energy and then it decays right back into potential energy again. So it it creates this endless aerobarous-like cycle between the yin and yang on a consistent basis. And it's no different with our psyches. It's no different, okay? And this actually comes out towards our, you know, our speech and how we behave, you know, from a, uh, from a situation. Water and you can't destroy water. I mean, you know, so. So yin and yang, Taoism, whatnot, the philosophy of Bruce Lee. I take the the philosophy of uh, Bruce Lee the best. I mean, the Tao, Kundo as well as all those other philosophies. He's an ENTP, expert intuition hero, fantastic fellow has full mastery of what yin and yang energy is. But in his books, especially part of his uh, philosophy, and especially according to the book, The Warrior Within by John Little, and I recommend you guys check that out if you're into Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee realizes that in order to win fights, you need to be like water. But of course, in order to win life, you need to be like water. Water can't be destroyed. You can't destroy it. It's impossible. You can change its shape. You can move it. You can displace it. You can evaporate it but it will always come back. And eventually it will erode its way through any substance over time, and it will find a path forward. It will flow. And that's the thing about expert intuition. It's aware of infinite introverted intuition, possibilities, infinite paths. It's aware of infinite paths. And those paths, they flow out like water in all directions. Even, even the ripples in water is literally a physical manifestation of what expert intuition actually is. Expert intuition is water. It is the water element, right? And that's why people who are NE users, if you've noticed, especially high NE users of like NPs, if you put NPs near still water, they calm. They get really calm. It actually helps them focus when they're around water have you guys ever noticed that yeah because our cognitive functions have elemental affinities attached to them hmm okay so the elements that our brains are closest to we are at the most peace or are at the most joy or at the most fun or the most delighted when we're using those elements right that's just how it is come on who hasn't known the INTJ as like the greatest pyromancer you ever met? Like they love them, their fireworks. You know what I'm saying? Let's be honest. Introverted, like even even INFJs too. When given the opportunity, when they're gonna provide a fireworks show, for example, they take fire very seriously. They love fire. Same thing with N.I. Childs. They love fire as well. Uh, ISPs, they love fireworks. In fact, my ISTP cousin, I've never seen someone so in love with fireworks in my life. He literally keeps spare M80s and cherry bombs on his person oftentimes. And every now and then he'll just throw one off and boom, and there goes your ears. You know what I'm saying? At least that's how I dealt with it as a child, you know? And it's stuff like that. You know, it's, uh, anything happens, you know? So keep that in mind. Um, So... um, yeah, fire can't beat water, although it can hold it at bay for a little bit, uh, you know. So it's, it's you know, it's there it is. But the, the but the point is, you know, like when you're looking at you know the four elements, there is a lot of uh, elemental um, affinities out there, and we're going to be talking about the elemental affinities as we go through these lectures, okay? Um. So, but Murphy's law is literally expert intuition. What can happen will happen. Okay. Well, Murphy's Law, there's another way of looking at it this way. Um, From a uh, quantum physics point of view, there's a quantum physics approach. And here's the quantum physics approach. And it's like uh, observation, um, observation of probability uh, uh, equals Increased chance probability will occur. Increased chance said probability will occur. Okay. Uh. Okay. So this is really interesting. Okay. So this is actually the introverted intuition side, or at least extrovert, extroverted intuition contains multiple introverted intuition to it. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna draw I'm gonna draw like. Um, you know, the single point of origin, okay, which will be right here, introverted sensing, okay, and then it's got unlimited paths going from the single point of origin, and all of these little paths are introverted intuition choices. Little tiny introverted intuition choices, okay? Little baby buddies. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I n i n i n i n i but the entire thing the entire thing is contained within expert intuition expert intuition the entire thing this is what this is this is the components of extrovert intuition it takes an introverted sensing single point of origin with unlimited introvert intuition choices that are available to an individual. And then someone being aware of a person's choices as a result of their own personal experience, this is what introvert or expert intuition actually looks like. That's, that's all it is. That's literally what it looks like. And, you know, it's super important. You know, so as a result, an introverted sensor who is also an expert intuitive, they can see other people's NI choices. That's literally how it works. And this is why, you know, expert intuition wants to, it basically, another word for saying it, it's desirability. People who have NE want to be desired by other people, especially in a sexual situation. But you have to see like when chaos or yin energy or expert intuition is impacted by willpower, expert intuition, that impact is literally the exact same thing as like uh, copulation in a sexual encounter, basically. It's the same. It's, it's, it's literally insemination, okay? That's the whole point of yang energy. That's the whole point of the masculine energy. Yin energy, expert intuition is the feminine energy. okay? And when extrovert intuition basically um, you know, exerts itself upon that energy, you know that's why the symbol for expert intuition is like that symbol in uh, that game uh, ingress with the enlightened, etc. And the symbol for the aliens, is this symbol. Well, what is that symbol? Guess what? It's an obelisk. What does the obelisk symbol uh, mean? It's a giant penis, folks. That's what it is. And it's all about exerting one's willpower through yang energy onto the yin energy of the void to create life, okay? That's why the obelisk also represents the generative force, okay? Granted, I don't like talking about satanic symbolism oftentimes in my lectures, but that's just the reality. I mean, this is like the entire uh, Freemason lore, which I've studied heavily. uh, And I've had the opportunity for um, high degree Freemasons uh, to uh, express to me exactly how their belief system actually works. There's nothing Christian about it, Um, but it's so energy how they understand these basic dynamics of how the universe works but you don't actually hear it really talked about very much, you know, inside churches or anything else, etc. The closest you can get to it is Taoism, which is probably one of the reasons why I highly value Taoism. But again, the obelisk is a giant penis. That's what it is. And it's all about exerting one's willpower onto the universe and exerting in, you know, that Yang energy upon the Yin energy in order to hold that Yin energy back to keep the feminine in check, because the feminine will just go everywhere in one direction. We see this on a regular basis through the feminine sexual strategy, which is known as hypergamy. The feminine sexual strategy is constantly trying to optimize, uh, you know, its relationships with the young, with the masculine, trying to optimize to get the best possible masculine. So the so the feminine wants to provide the highest amount of challenge, right, to the masculine, and it wants to have that challenge met by the highest masculine it possibly can. This is some of the basic aspects of hypergamy, also known as the feminine sexual strategy. Sadly, today we live in a society where open hypergamy is actually being, you know, practiced on a regular basis, because men's ability to keep the yin energy in check is no longer societal, you know, it's not not, no longer, um, you know, basically accepted or conditioned by society. It's just, it is what it is, right? So. The thing is, is that, uh, um, yeah, and thank you for bringing that up, uh, uh, 3X. So 3X added a point about uh, quantum theory. And she says, quote, one of the oddest predictions of quantum theory that a system can't change while you're watching it has been confirmed in experiments. The researchers demonstrated that they're able to suppress quantum tunneling merely by observing the atoms. And yes, observation is the key. So that's the thing about people who have expert intuition. You know, they're able to provide a form of observation upon possibility, upon the great what if. All any users do this. It's just some of them have higher any than other, which gives them higher awareness of that. Um, so as as a result, um, you know, we have to you know make sure that you know people come to an awareness of this system if you observe a probability, you will increase that likelihood that will occur. So if you look at these little introverted intuition spokes within this introverted sensing point of origin, the past, basically, you have, um, uh, and basically the first cognitive axis, earth and water, it is an Eauroboros, like it is an Eauroboros. So um, it's one of the reasons why the CSJ logo itself is an Eauroboros. If you actually look at the logo, it's an aerobarous. Um, So keep that in mind. Um, so based on that, uh, you know, it's important. And yin energy, yin energy wants to be desired by the masculine. It wants to be, it wants to provide challenge to the masculine in order to coax or coquette the masculine into chasing after it, basically. Intuitous intuition is the masculine, it's the chaser, and the NE is the chasee. This is why any users in relationships need to be desired. Okay, that's how that works. So. And in any user, if they observe a probability, they actually can make it more likely to occur that that probability will happen. This is why ENTPs are the best liars of all the types, specifically. The reason why is, is because using logic, they can see with their expert intuition How they could tell a lie, but then they also have the ability to observe that lie as a possibility that it could possibly be made into truth. And because they've observed that lie as a plausible possibility or a probability that it could become true, the ENTP then has the ability to actually make that lie become true. And then, as a result, the person in which they are lying and deceiving has no clue that the lie even took place because the ENTP was able to turn it and transmute it into verifiable truth later. This is why ENTPs are the best liars of all the types. As my former ENTP mentor taught me, this guy, um, I'll call him Ditchy, uh, we worked in some clandestine related activities uh, for a while involving social engineering. He's a a government contractor for the u.s government he works on um he does security social engineering and the like a fantastic a hacker fellow and whatnot uh but for him specifically he taught me you know chase like the best lies are the ones that you can make come true right and if you can't do that and you usually can but if you're not if you're paying attention you really can um and that's and we're going to get to that in a second then you just mix your your lies with some truths or half-truths so people can't tell the difference between when you're lying or not. But that's that's literally how it is. Um, uh, correct, Daryl Briscoe. Because of TI trickster, ENFPs do it too, but they never follow it up to the truth. Whereas an ENTP using logic and their self-discipline, they can follow it up and, and make the lie actually come true which makes them the absolute best liars of all the types, uh, hands down. But look at it this way. We're gonna switch now over to introverted sensing. Introverted sensing is really, really interesting because while it is memory, it is experience as well. It is the past. Um, Another aspect, it's also self-discipline. Another aspect of introverted sensing is attention, attention. This is why expert sensors, especially expert sensing women, are often competing for the attention of men. This is why they're really, really so insanely hurt if their man is giving his attention to another woman for anyone else. Because her yin energy, her feminine energy, wants to monopolize his attention as much as possible. So the expert sensor is going to the introverted sensing man and trying really hard to get his attention. Introverted sensors are responsible for providing attention in relationships. Extroverted sensors, which are kinetic energy-based, are response, are responsible for seeking attention. They are attention seekers. Whereas extroverted intuition, they are desire seekers. It's different, okay? It's, they're desire seekers. I, it's so funny, I was reading a lot of the comments recently based on the uh, recent Facebook group review drama and uh, people are like, oh, you know, he's just seeking attention. And I'm like, no, I don't care about attention at all. Like, I don't give a damn. I, I don't care about it. So um, it's not really like, uh, it's not really, it's not really going to gonna work, you know. So, but again, like introverted sensing provides attention. Expert sensing seeks attention. Uh, introverted intuition provides desire and expert intuition is looking for that desire. It's seeking that desire, okay? So it's really important to know these systems when you're having that. Introverted sensing, you know, because it is the earth element, essentially, introverted sensing is able to provide the past. And you remember talking about, you know, all that has happened before will happen again, right? All that has happened before will happen again. This is the endless cycle of the universe. All that has happened before will happen again. This system, if you notice right here, this is actually an aroborus with the introverted sensing experience as a single point of origin. And one of that expert intuition is aware of all of the introvert intuition possible choices and spokes, etc. And this is turning on an axis with one another, creating a wheel. It's like a wheel of time. That's right, Robert Jordan plug for the win. But the point is, it's literally a wheel. This is actually the engine of the universe at least one of the wheels of the engine of the universe, like a gear almost. The other gear is the next axis, and we'll talk about that later. But this is like the first one and this is the it is the first one in the sequence. All that has happened before, introverted sensing will happen again, extrovert intuition. That's a sentence. That's literally what that means. Okay. So water water erodes Earth. Earth provides challenge to water, but for a short time. Again, this is why the Yang energy or anything solid in the universe is in a state of entropy. It is in a state of decay, okay? So introverted sensing memory can only last a certain while to keep the water in check. The, the earth can only keep the water in check for so long, right, Etc. You know, and earth is produced by, you know, the the extroverted, uh, extroverted sensing as a result of the introverted intuition. Introverted intuition is the fire and it's the magma. And then it is pushed out over into the earth through extroverted sensing. And then it cools and it becomes introverted sensing, which keeps the oceans at bay. You see what I'm saying, folks? Does that like, um, does that like make sense? You know? So uh, that's kind of like, that's, that's just, I'm sorry, this just like physics, okay? And our minds are directly attached to, they work in the same way, our personalities work the same way. You guys have to realize, you know, going back from a biblical example in the book of Genesis that, you know, uh, for dust you are and dust you will return. Human beings, you know, are made out of earth and water. Human beings, our minds, everything. We are a part of this universe. We are a part, physically a part. Every aspect about us is all about, you know, we have such a huge connection to the earth that no one else would have that connection to the earth as much as we have this similar connection to the rest of the universe because our minds are still structured in the same way as the universe. Our brains... The universe itself is the collective unconscious, essentially the collective everything, but our brains have its own collective em- everything within its own self. All possible potential energy is contained within our brains and all things are possible through Uh, you know, the human mind, essentially. Don't believe me? And then for all you people out there who are very biblical, it's like, no, only all things are possible for those who believe, you know, and it's all about Jesus Christ. I'm like, yeah, sure it is. But at the same time, Genesis chapter 11, verse 6, says that all things are possible with mankind, too. And just mankind. Nothing will be impossible for them. God said it. Get over it. Okay? According to the book of Genesis. So, why is this necessary? Well, you know, from a science standpoint, like it's important to understand that, you know, we have this internal aerobous, this this machine that's moving as it goes. Okay? So and introverted sensing is it's like someone's fortitude, it's their experience, it's their past, it's their memory, it's their ability to endure, just like the earth endures the oceans and how the oceans beat against the earth constantly, right? All the time, right? constantly, and it's it's an example of yin versus yon. It's literally go to a beach, that's yin versus yon. And that's why you know most people love going to the beach because they're able to have full access to their entire elemental affinities all in one location. This is why the beach is literally the greatest place on the earth, it really is. Everyone loves going to the beach. If you don't love going to the beach, you probably should take care of yourself a little bit more and then go to the beach and actually find true enjoyment because it literally has the entire clash of elements all in one place, all in one place. The challenge, the acceptance, the endurance, the fortitude, the memories, the memories of all the broken rocks that have been there for eons. It's all there, you know, and it's, you guys have to like understand, you know, where that comes from, you know. So understand that, right? It's, it's really, really important. This is why human beings naturally like the beach because their perception functions are all represented at the beach and their elemental affinities are all represented at the beach. You know, psychologically speaking, this is why they like the beach, you know? So the beach allows a person to have the closest relationship with the environment and the earth. It's just, it's just it, that's just reality. Of course, you can have similar experiences like that elsewhere, but collectively as human beings, that's where we go and that's where we are. And we end up, uh, you know, having that experience with the elements all in one location. You know, you get to like witness the water cycle right before your eyes. you know what I'm saying? But that's what this is. This is like the internal mental water cycle, okay? So let's look at uh, before we get into how to identify um, the first uh, cognitive axis to give some examples, let's actually uh, let's actually move around here. Um, so all right okay. all right, so then from here. So I let's uh let's use um let's start let's start in one direction. Let's start with extrovert intuition first, okay? So I see a possibility, okay? I see what's possible. And this creates an option or options or a choice. Okay? An option or options or a choice, okay? And what I end up doing is that um, you know, as an expert intuition, it's like, hey, do you want that? Or hey, you might want to do this, you know? You might want, right? You might wanna do this, consider this option, you know? And I, and expert intuition users, they produce choices for other people. Doesn't mean they take those same choices. They produce choices for others. Okay, that's the whole point. Of expert intuition. That is the chaos. That is the potential energy. Expert intuition is aware of potential energy. It is aware of all possibilities. It's aware of all possible futures, okay? You guys ever read Dune? Extrovert intuition is prescience. You know what prescience is? Prescience, the ability to see into the future and know all possible choices and all possible options, all possible desires someone could have right all possible choices that they could make and you know which choices would be dangerous and which choices would be good and less risky extra intuition is also known as consequences okay it knows the consequences it's also aware of effects while it is also the cause, cause and effect. It's a way of consequences. This is why SPs who have no expert intuition do not know the consequences of their actions. That's why they're jailed more than any other types because they don't mentally know the consequences of their actions because they're not gonna know the consequence until it's after it's already happened or while it's happening. They're like, oh crap. You know, I got a family member who's an ESFP who went to jail because he took out a gun one time and started shooting people. And he's like, Thank God I didn't kill anyone. I just, you know, went, uh, you know, he he went to jail for assault and battery, but luckily he didn't kill anyone. And uh, he, he was very thankful, and then he got out of jail and he was good to go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, fantastic fellow. Cool ESFB. No idea of the consequences of his actions. And then he understood the consequences of his actions when it happened. And then he never did it again. Okay, so not un- lack of awareness of consequences. Expert intuition people—they are all about awareness of consequences. They understand what all the options are. They understand what all the choices are, and it's their job to provide choices for other people, and that's super important. Okay, so so again, keep that in mind. Uh, so, yeah, um, please read Frank Herbert. Like, it, I, probably one of the best examples of expert intuition is provided by Frank Herbert in his book, Dune. When he talks about prescience, and he talks about the Kwisatz Haderach, uh, or he talks about uh, you know Muad'Dib, also known as Paul Atreides, etc. Luckily, the Dune uh, is being completely remade as a movie and is supposedly releasing this Christmas, barring COVID, of course. So keep that in mind. Uh, that is a thing. Um, but uh, outside of that, like really check that out. Another really good example of extroverted intuition in book form is uh, the book by Elizabeth Gilbert, also known as Big Magic. Big Magic is probably like the greatest book I've ever read that explains exactly how extroverted intuition works within the collective unconscious. It is also the best explanation of yin energy outside of John Little's uh, uh, study on. Uh, uh, the warrior within also known as Bruce Lee's philosophy, okay, uh, because of expert intuition. So introverted sensing, however, it's the firm, it's, it's very firm uh, and you know, here's the thing, like for me in order to be able to see the future, to have like foresight, to really understand the total options, can you make them stop barking? Thank you for him in order to see all of those, in order for me as an expert intuitive to actually see all of the options. You know, this is why like NE users, when they're like first starting out and they lack life experience, they cannot help, and this is one of the most annoying things about them, my dad complained all the time and I remember doing it as a little kid, they are an unlimited source of conjecture, they are an unlimited source of speculation, okay? And guess what? It is inaccurate AF. And I spelled inaccurate wrong. Inaccurate AF. Like it is, it's like a waste, you know? But this is what expert intuition looks like in its absolute weakest form. Because they lack uh, life experience, expert intuition is worthless basically it's completely worthless because expert intuition it's still part of this loop input process output feedback it needs to have feedback from the past in order for it to understand where it's going it still requires a point of origin and space time etc and uh like it's like that's just kind of how it is you know you have to you have to understand that you know Conjecture and speculation is what ends up happening all the time from an NE user. You know, every now and then, I'm even at risk of over-conjecturing and and, uh, and offering speculation without, you know, having uh, as much verification. And as much as I could verify my conjecture and speculations, it's not really going to be very fruitful for me anyway if I don't have the life experience to back it up. However... You can empower your expert intuition this is why it's on an axis because remember it spins on a wheel etc you literally have you know um you literally have ne and then you have si and they are spinning on an axis with each other right what affects one affects the other essentially and introverted sensing but introverted sensing in order for me to actually truly be able to predict the future, in order for me to actually truly have prescience, I need to be able to uh, have life experience, okay? Why else do you think I share so much anecdotes with you people? Because I'm able to see what's going to happen to all of you because I've experienced it myself. I can look into your futures. I can look into your fate. You know, guess what? Prescience is awareness of fate. Okay? That's what that is. That's literally what that is. Okay, for some reason I lost the uh the feed. I don't know why. That's odd, but it still says it's live, okay? Um but that's really annoying. Wow, I can't see the chat anymore and I don't have enough life experience here to uh, go back into the uh, chat and actually see the chat. This is really frustrating. Wow. Okay. Uh, I have no idea. I accidentally hit something and it just like took all of you guys away. Well, I'm gonna keep lecturing and finish this up. And then we're gonna try to get you back. Um, so we at least have that. So weird. Anyway, so expert intuition spins on access with introverted sensing. Introverted sensing becomes that point of origin. So if I am able to have an experience, a life experience, uh, a life experience. Uh, yeah, thank you, bro, for that. I, I appreciate that. If I have a life experience, this means I can predict that same life experience happening in other people, basically. That's literally what it is. This is how this cognitive access works. If I had an experience before where something happened to me in life, right, uh, then that means I can predict if and when other people will have that same experience. This is, and that gives me prescience. That gives me the ability to predict. That gets me the ability to know their fate because I knew I had an experience, which is like my older fate, my previous fate, which is now an experience. It's no longer fate, etc. cetera. It's a previous experience that I've had, okay? And because that's a previous experience I had, I can predict that experiencing happening to all y'all. I definitely can. And this allows me to see into your future and see into your fate. So like this little, uh, so I had this experience and I could see to all these choices that you have And all these choices are your fate. These choices also include a little bit of my fate, because I still have introverted intuition nemesis, which is still contained within the ecosystem of my extroverted intuition, okay? It's still contained there, right? So I can even use my extroverted intuition to see what choices may even be available for myself, but there's still choices that are available to everyone in general. It's not necessarily it's the best choice for myself. That's introvert intuition. Okay. It's completely different. So this is why I end up, you know, taking a shotgun approach to life oftentimes. Like when I'm applying for a job, I get my LinkedIn profile to all-star status. And then I, I apply to like 60 plus jobs. Whereas an introvert intuition user will search for which job that they want the most. And then they will just apply for just that one. Good luck in this world. Good luck. So it's a shotgun approach. It's also why NTPs, when they're playing first-person shooters, they prefer shotguns, whereas NTJs end up preferring sniper rifles. Very simple, okay? Inexpert intuition users love them, love snipers. Expert intuition users love them. They're spraying, and praying. And they love them, their shotguns. Okay, that's literally how it works. Okay. So yes, you can literally type people based on their guns that they use when they're playing Halo. Yes, you can. Uh, So again, your own personal experience gives you the ability to use your conjecture and your speculation, which is a form of prescience, use your prescience to be aware of other people's fates. And because you're aware of other people's choices and options, as a water and e-user, from the Earth experience that you had as the point of origin within space-time, basically, because that's what distributed sensing is, the past. And that memory is decaying, by the way. And because that experience is decaying over time, your ability to see in the future decays with it. So what you have to do is keep renewing new life experiences constantly as an SI user to keep your ability to predict and see into others' futures and see into their choices, provide them options, see into their fate, see the consequences of actions, and make yourself desirable. You have to do all those things to keep your NE strong. You have to add in more life experiences because the life experiences that you have, the older it goes, the more stale they get. They get stale. They decay. Your life experiences are still also subject to entropy. Introverted sensing is subject to entropy, which can cause your conjecture and your speculation to come in instead of having prescience and able to see in their future. The more life experiences you give yourself, the more you could see in other people's futures. And when you could see their choices, well, you can see their options, guess what? You can limit their choices. You can limit their options. You can actually change their fate forever. It actually gives you the ability to control other people's futures and their fates. That's amazing. People often think introverted intuition can still get through extroverted intuition. Yeah, it can. For a time. But extroverted intuition and introverted sensing will outlast them because NISE users, fire and wind users, they burn out. SI users can outlast them, they can endure. An extroverted intuition will be always there to erode the introverted intuition user. Sorry guys, that's just how it works. Because guess what, the yin energy eventually prevails against the yang energy. So the yang energy has to continue to exert its force of will upon all of reality in order to keep the chaos at bay. That's how this works, okay? So this is literally how you know, our minds work, from an elemental ability, from a universe level, from a reality point of view, from all of it. And if you wanna be the best S-I-N-E user in your life, you need to empower your expert intuition by getting as much life experience in as you can and shove it down your throat. I have a bucket list. I actually actively work on my own bucket list. I learned how to longboard recently. I'm longboarding like crazy. Why? Because I'm gonna use those neural pathways that I developed for longboarding and transfer them over to snowboarding this winter. So I'm gonna be snowboarding at some of the best ski resorts ever because I've never done it and I've, it's always been on my bucket list. And I continue to improve myself by gaining for myself new life experience, okay? This is absolutely imperative for people to understand, okay? So now let's look at some examples of Earth and Water, S I N E people, uh, in our sentences in our in like how we talk. Okay. So I'm just gonna put this here and then I'm just gonna go through. I'm gonna use red letters so it's easier to see. Um, all right. So uh, so here, here here's one worked for me, uh, it will work for you, okay? SE users love that, because an SE user, This. Uh, so if you look at it this way, this is an SI, this is the SI piece of the sentence, okay? And then this is the NE, actually, hold on, I like, Completely screwed that up. Yes. So the S I part of the sentence, this is the N E part of the sentence. Okay. Work for me, it will work for you. Okay, you see what I'm saying? S-I-N-E. It will work for you. It will. It will. Okay? It's an external will, it's not I will, it's like work for you, it will for you, it will for you. External, extroverted, it will, intuition, extroverted intuition, it will work for you. Right now, at 54 minutes and 40 seconds within this lecture, this right here is the concrete evidence that I am correct about the true definitions of the functions versus everybody else in the entire world with their bullshit definitions that are constantly causing all this strife and chaos, etc. This is reality. This is how it actually works. This means what we're doing within this community means we are correct, everyone else is not correct because they don't understand the fundamentals, how the functions even come out, even in our speech. It's really annoying and I can't stand it. Okay? It's like really annoying. So going beyond that, work for me, it will work for you. Um, or hold on, let's, uh, let's do that. So, okay. um, Okay. Um, Okay. Uh, so I put in, uh, okay, so uh, I put in a lot of uh, effort. Wow. Uh, into, uh, into this speech. So they will, want to hear it, okay? So again, that's the any piece. This is the SI piece, okay? Pretty simple, right? I put in a lot of effort into the speech, okay? SI, you know, like sweat equity, SI, right? So they will want to hear it. People will desire to hear it, right? Or look at this. Here's another way of looking at this. Um, You know, uh, let's do this. She will definitely want me because I work out every day. Okay, so I will work out because I work out every day. That's introverted sensing, okay? She will definitely want me. That is expert intuition. See what I'm saying, guys? Our very speech patterns literally show cognitive axis. okay? And if you look at everything from physics, from how the universe works, yin and yang, equilibrium, all of this, Every aspect of our minds really is boiled down to just these basics. You can literally see how our consciousness is literally a mirror of the rest of everything that we have uh, within our lives. And it's, it's just, you gotta realize that this is just the norm here. This is literally the norm, okay? Okay, so. Um, Okay, so uh, let's 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 do some more. Um, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Um, here's a good one. I actually say this all the time, bro. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. This is me providing a warning to somebody, bro. You don't want to do that, um, because. When it happened to me, I got screwed. I got screwed, okay? I got screwed. That's the SI. When it happened to me, okay? Also, SI. Bro, and this is like uh, an initiation. This is uh, a... This is an initiation of some time, right? I'm initiating. You don't want to do that. That's extrovert intuition, okay? Bro, you don't want to do that because when it happened to me, I got screwed. That's introverted sensing. Bro, you don't want to have sex with that woman. Like, you know, because she's obviously, and, you know, insert all these colorful metaphors. Or, bro, you don't want to get that job because I worked there. You don't want to have that. Uh Uh-uh. Or, hey, I used to work at Dairy Queen and it was a shit show. You're not gonna wanna work there. Another example, okay? Right? Or look at it this way, from a positive side. Be like, you <clears throat> like from a positive side, like, um, oh yeah. Um, I loved eating there. I loved eating there. Uh, You will want to eat there too. You will want uh, to eat there as well. Uh, Order the meatloaf. This is actually something that happened to Railgun and I. It was an INTP guy. And he literally told us to order the meatloaf. And I'll be honest with you, I would never order meatloaf at a restaurant. But he told me to, and I did. And it was delicious. It was amazing. You know, so I loved eating there. Introverted sensing, okay? You will want to eat there as well. This is expert intuition. But he's being informative, Order the meatloaf. This is technically introverted sensing from his point of view, but it's producing an extroverted sensing effect because he's remembering that he enjoyed the meatloaf, but because of human nurture, it's producing S-E nature informatively, or S-E nurture informatively when he's telling me informatively that I should get the meatloaf too because he had it, okay? Again, this is how sentences work with S-I-N-E, okay? Understand that. It's really hard to turn this into an algorithm, doable, but hard because you have to consider nature versus nurture and there's a whole bunch of other things that go along with it. But guys, this is the basic infrastructure. You look at their sentences. This is how when I'm doing the live stream, I'm typing famous people, I listen to their words and I'm able to identify cognitive access and identify functions. Because here's the thing, when you're trying to type somebody, you're using the type grid, and you're doing cognitive axis analysis, you look at their sentences and you just break down their sentences into which axis is this sentence. And once you know which functions are at play, if you identify successfully one function, the other function would have to be present somewhere in the paragraph or within the same sentence itself. It would have to be accompanied. Sometimes those functions are silent because sometimes people get informative and what they're implying, that's where the missing function is through implication. And the reason why it's hard to turn this into an algorithm because of informative people. Because when they speak, oftentimes the other function is missing because it's actually being implied through a sentence that is internalized, that is implied, but not actually explicitly said. Okay? It's literally how this works. Okay? So you if you practice... You can type people, whether they're direct or informative, and understand and see which cognitive access is coming out of their mouths. And then as, even how they, what they're wearing, even their visual typing features, it's all connected to cognitive access. And once you identify one function, you automatically know what the other function is. If you identify integrated sensing, you know they're an any user automatically. Which means you just eliminated half of the types on a type grid. That's cognitive axis analysis. This is how this works. Okay? Anyway. So what is the first cognitive axis? It is earth and water. S I plus N E. This is literally how intuition or how extrovert intuition works. Single point of origin with unlimited possibilities. And people who have extrovert intuition are prescient. They literally can see in the future. The higher the extrovert intuition they have, the more into the future possibilities they can see. However, until they get more life experience, it's not accurate. But once they do have life experience and more life experience than most people, Their expert intuition, their ability to see into the future and your future and affect your fate and change your choices and change your options, limit your options, give you more options, change your fate, change your future forever, the more they can, the more experience they have. Don't forget this. You cannot outlast an SINE user. You can't. If they have life experience. So the more experience they have, the more they can do that. The thing is, though, SINE users oftentimes are trying to produce choices for your benefit, give you a better life. For example, bro, you don't want to do that because when it happened to me, I got screwed. That's an example of me helping somebody and providing warning. This is why SI users, especially SJs, provide warnings to other people because they've had bad experiences and introverted sensing wants to be safe. It's all about safe. Introverted sensing wants comfort, it wants safe, it wants to be able to be left alone because it's just a rock and a rock just wants to be left alone, okay? That's literally how it works, folks. All right, Uh, that's the end of this lecture. We're gonna now begin the Q&A session while I try to figure out how to bring up the freaking chat because I don't have the chat here and I have no idea why. So let me... um, let me adjust my camera here okay got that here let me adjust this here all right and then uh okay so the camera's adjusted and now i am somehow got to figure out how to get the live chat back because i can't see it analytics viewer activity stream health apparently there's a merchandise button which i don't care about. uh, But for some reason, I can't see. Maybe hit the edit button. Uh, No, the edit button is not helping. Okay, I'm, this is really frustrating. Um, Okay, Google. uh, (laughs) How to get live chat back uh, from youtube studio during a live stream hashtag embarrassing yeah oh, i can pull my phone up and tell, uh, read you the questions okay yeah you could do that. do that all right um let's see here let's okay hold on um, i don't even have the share link for some reason like it took Like, it changed that entire interface on me. Like, I don't even have the share link anymore. It's really annoying. Let's see here. The share link. Hold on. Expand menu. Uh, No, that's not it. Um, Maybe if I zoom out. No, that's not going to work. One second. Uh... Okay. Where is the one? live? Hold on. Uh, there we go. I asked a member of the team to get me the stream link so that I can actually see the freaking chat uh, from my phone. I think that's the best way to go about doing this. Are you live on YouTube? Yeah, but it's a private live. All right, cool. I got the link. Thank you. And got my phone out for this um and going to this thank you for the idea it was very helpful all right and then i'm gonna open this up and go down awesome all right cool yeah good thing i can't see your comments thanks candace like seriously thanks um Right. Okay. Alright, so where's the dog? The dog is uh where he belongs in his crate. <laughs> That's where he belongs because he's gonna be there for a year at least until he calms down. He uh destroyed my deck recently, so not fun. He's not to be trusted for right now. Until he's like eighteen months old. Yeah. Um Any users start out immature because of speculation. That's what I'm talking about. Like, wow. So interesting how SE users just laser in on, you know, the buzzwords. So there is no difference between speculation and paranoia. They're technically the same thing. The difference is, is that paranoia is a far more pessimistic viewpoint of speculation. To answer that question. All right. Go ahead and throw in the questions, guys now that I can actually see uh, what's in here. And no, I didn't Google it. I used DuckDuckGo, like a sensible human being. Come on. Uh, yeah. All right, so Michelle Way, she asks, what, so no Q&A after all this? No, that's not my forte. Like, just ask, it's fine. Um, his chaos is impenetrable, okay. Um Any questions, guys? I'm here. I'm ready. I'm able to see the live chat. So, all right, we got a question. We actually have a question. What was your question? Do SE users make any users more dangerous by giving them more experience? Yes, they do. (laughs) But then that creates more choices for the SE user later, which they really like. (laughs) Yeah, it's a it's a it's a balance for uh, shared experiences. All right, Abby Lynn asks, can you make little worksheets with more examples of sentences broken down like that, Uh, or for the nerds, can you make worksheets with the answers in the back so we can practice? Yes, those worksheets already exist. You go to csjoseph.life forward slash portal, you go to the ultimate messaging formula and you get the ultimate messaging formula. And it has all of that. You know, it, the ultimate messaging formula is based on something similar to what I have presented in this first lecture. Um, okay. Uh, all right. So Cole Stewart asks: Beaches appeal to N E S I users and N I S E users equally? Absolutely, it does. If not, what locations appeal to N I S E users? Um, anywhere where there's a lot of wind. Uh, anywhere where there's a lot of heat, basically. Uh, heat and wind, uh, which is present at beaches, especially at sunny beaches. The sunnier beach, the sunnier beach, the better, basically, for N I S E. And I SE users also like going to the beach because they get to show off, especially if they have an attractive body because their expert sensing gets off on that. You know what I'm saying? And introverted sensors like it because they get to receive that experience of the SE users showing off their body, their nice beach body at the beach. You see what I'm saying? It's all part of that. Um, So we can do that. Um, And then uh, let's see, um, Candace says, so, I'm like an ocean with water streaming out every possibility, but all connects back to the source. Yeah, basically, and the source is like this, your experiences in the past. It, it's it's not it's not a it's something that's complementary. It's not necessarily like you know, uh, you know, it's, it's more of a cause and effect. Like introverted sensing in the past, this memory caused this past effect that I had to deal with. This memory had this effect. And then as a result of that, I had to, uh, you know, I dealt with the consequences of that effect. Now I know the consequences of that effect of that past choice. So then I'm able to predict it later, right? Uh, emailed Anthrax says, is it easy for introvert intuition dominance to achieve decent forms of extrovert intuition? Uh, no, not really. It's, it's not, you can develop your extrovert intuition by using it in a more mature manner instead of an immature manner. That's really low. Um, and, uh, okay, Michelle, wait, OMG worksheets. If I can just figure out this, I need practice times 10,000. Okay. Marky Mark, how do you set solid boundaries with NI child ISFP who won't respect boundaries? You tell them that you either ab- actually abandon them or tell them that you will abandon them because it's like, why should I be loyal to someone like you whose freedom of choice just makes me uncomfortable and puts me at risk all the time? You know what I'm saying? You have to show them what the consequence of their choice will be. And then when they make that choice, you carry it out with impunity. Basically, that's how you deal with that. And that's how you enforce boundaries uh, in that area. Um, okay. Uh Sam Blankenthorne, kind of ironic how SINE users love to give great advice, but, but then don't learn from other people's mistakes. Gotta make their own. That's correct. That's one of the issues about introverted sensors is that they can only really learn from their own mistakes. And especially if it's an SI plus FE user, if they're crusaders, they have to learn everything through trial and error. An SITE user, at least the SITE use the philosophers can read about uh, other people's experiences and through research, they can also trial and error through the research and technically learn through people's mistakes a little bit, but they still have to learn through their own. They still have an aspect of trial and error, but trial and error is far worse with the Crusader types, absolutely worse. Um, Daryl Briscoe, how can an SE child explain to an SI hero that some experiences are not worth having and even though she really wants to experience things that can be very overwhelming Uh okay well the thing is though is that the SI here, like sometimes like think about it this way human beings in total were told to not touch the hot stove what did human beings do we touched the hot stove therefore we got punished you know what i'm saying like as soon as Eve decided to have sex with the serpent in the garden of Eden, because that's what the forbidden fruit is, folks. It's sexual intercourse. As soon as she decided to have sex, well, her eyes were opened. Kind of like how, you know, when someone's no longer a virgin and their eyes are opened. you see what I'm saying? It's that entire, uh, it's at that entire point of view, right? And then based on that, uh, you know, everything changed. And then she started asking herself, well, you know, what if Adam gets a new wife? I can't stand the thought of another woman making him more happy than I could, so I have to get him to do this with me. So then she convinces him to have sex with her, and he loses his virginity as well. But you know, not even Adam had the opportunity to uh, take his his own wife's virginity. It's funny how that works. You know what I'm saying? But like that, this is just that's just an example. You know, like people are going to make their own decisions regardless of how much influence or will that you, you put on other people. Expert intuition, You're when you're in an any user, you're not using necessarily willpower per se, you're using and exerting your will on somebody else. You're actually just influencing them, right? And you're basically playing a giant Xanatos gambit with life. So what you have to do with this SI user is like, okay, you have to punish them. You have to take away their creature comforts. You have to create actual consequences that you can enforce If they're too old for that, then it's too late. You probably should have thought of that a long time ago, but you probably didn't know, so it's not exactly your fault, right? Um, As uh, if if you are talking about a child, Daryl, and you are raising a child, I highly recommend reading volume three of The Rational Male, known as Positive Masculinity. Uh, Chapter one is an amazing chapter. It's got like eight parts to it on how to parent properly it's especially critical that men read that book. Of course, I think all men should read all three of those books anyway, but that book really delves into masculine parenting and really can seriously help. Not only that, it may even help you improve your own relationship with your own father as well in the process. So consider that. Um, So, uh, yeah. Okay, so would an ESFJ and INTJ make a good couple? Yes, and why are you asking that? You've asked that before, I think. The answer is yes, it's a bronze pair. And also, that has nothing to do with this lecture, I think. So, um, so yeah. Um, oh, it's your girlfriend, she is 22. I mean, yeah, Daryl, especially since she's 22 and your girlfriend, and if you're in like a monogamous, non-exclusive relationship, you need to read those books because honestly, that will teach you everything you need from a nurtural standpoint and how to solve that problem. Otherwise, you could just straight up tell her, look, I'm not gonna want you anymore if you're gonna behave like that. That'll go right for her inferior function. She'll probably hate you for that. She may even break up you up for that. But the point is, is that you just gotta tell her, look, I'm not gonna want anyone who does that. That's just that simple. That's you saying, I don't want an I anyone to do that expert at sensing you see and you basically tell her look I'm not going to want you anymore but this would be more appropriate for you know what is the second cognitive axis um so okay uh, the trilogy just arrived today well good luck barb i don't i don't recommend women read those books but good luck um okay so uh Marky Mark, yeah, ENTPs tend to respect free thinking and TI inferior can get TE parent to bite at times. That's true, but the problem with TI inferior, dude, is that TI inferior is trying so hard to get everyone else to listen to it, it won't listen to anyone else. I'll be honest, folks, TI inferiors are the most closed-minded of all of the types. As much as I can complain about TI parent or TI hero being stubborn AF, like STPs, even NTPs, they get super, super stubborn but nobody is more close-minded than a TI inferior. You know what I'm saying? So just, just keep that in mind. That's why TE parent is necessary to pull out the whip on TI inferior, to get TI inferior to where it needs to be. That's one of the reasons why the bronze pair works. Um, email Anthrax, are there any suggested mental exercises for NI users to improve their expert intuition? Yes. Recognize that just because something is possible doesn't mean it's going to happen. People with low NE oftentimes assume, even though people with low NE completely get in the face of any users and complain about their conjecture and complain about their speculation, complain about the fact that this any user doesn't have enough life experience to pr- provide proper predictions. Still, though, they're hypocrites because the SE users with low extroverted intuition still assume that something that just because something bad can happen, it will happen, and then they act accordingly. It's the most annoying, hypocritical thing in the world, and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. It is cringe. It's super cringe. My father used to do this to me all the time as a child, all the time. In fact, a lot of the Templars in my life, including my aunts, including both of my STP cousins, uh, and I have three STP cousins, They all did it to me. It's so annoying and it is so cringe. And I just have to get away from them when they're doing that. It's really terrible. Uh, So basically don't make assumptions with your expert intuition. Realize, okay, yeah, it could happen. Doesn't mean it's going to, you know, and any user doesn't have that problem. But if you make the assumption and assume it's going to, because just because something can happen, doesn't mean it's going to. And if you start making decisions and behaving uh, as if it is going to, you're being paranoid and you're being a bad person, basically. Don't do that, okay? Yes, paranoia, a healthy paranoia can be there, but a healthy paranoia is still subject to verification. A, A healthy paranoia is still subject to trust, you see what I'm saying, guys? Um, yes, Ti Inferiors—they're closed-minded. Uh, when they aspire, though, and they do like uh, you know Ti royalty or Ti king or queen, etc., uh, they can be extremely open-minded because no one can outlisten a Ti inferior when they're aspirational. But sorry, they are they until they get to that point, they're closed-minded people. Um, how often does SI parent come off as NI parent because of absolute duty with good atonement to any child? How could SE come into play with NI parent in this case versus any child SI parent? I have no idea what you're asking, Durian. Can you break that down in a different way? Like, I have no idea. Come of come off. I, I don't I don't know what you're saying. Uh, marky mark uh, i've noticed ti inferior can get hit really hard even if you're playfully bantering with ti critic and then you wonder why they're sensitive i don't know what it's like to beat them though um so michelle way says so when i always expect the worst and then and then whatever but then whatever happens i'm okay with it that's wrong i generally expect the worst to even things out Expecting the worst is not evening things out. Expecting the worst is creating a self-fulfilling prophecy via the law of attraction. And yes, folks, the law of attraction, while it's usually considered an occultic teaching, it's actually in the Bible. So get off my back for all of you people out there who like to point that out. But the point is, is that like, you're literally engaging in the law of attraction and you're creating self-fulfilling prophecies because you expect the worst. That is the definition of extroverted intuition nemesis, extroverted intuition critic. Not so much any trickster, because they're just kind of like so unaware, and they think they actually know. And it absolutely is for any demon. Probably the most. So you can't, you can't do that. You can't expect the worst. It's wrong. You're, you're technically projecting things in other people, and they will react to your projections. And then because you're projecting that experience the expert in sensing onto those SI users around you, this is why the meme exists. Never push a loyal person to the point where they no longer give a damn. You can actually go too far. You can. And then you'll be abandoned. And it'll be your fault. And then guess what? That person will end up being in a relationship with somebody else. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh. And then you start accusing them for that. Oh, maybe you didn't want me this whole time. Maybe you weren't really loyal to me this whole time. And it's like, Actually, you were the one that pushed me away, but you're too arrogant and close-minded and conceited to actually understand that, you see? INFJs have this problem all the time. It's one of the most frustrating aspects of them. This is why INFJ women also, out of all the types, exercise open hypergamy more than anybody else. They do it. INFJ women, ESTP women are second in line to them when that happens with ISTP women uh, and ENFJ women, like Templar, Templar women really struggled in this area, but it's especially bad with the INFJ. They are the absolute worst. And I actually had it happen personally to me when that self-fulfilling prophecy came around. And then all of a sudden I come to find out because she got so insecure, this INFJ woman I was in a relationship with, she actually started having a sexual relationship with her ex-husband and a college professor at, uh, um, Uh, a a major uh, Washington University, um, uh, and had a lesbian relationship on the side while she was in a relationship with me all at the same time because she was too insecure because she expected the worst. Well, guess what? She created the worst because she expected the worst. Basic law of attraction. Guys, you can't do that. So um, okay, durian's back. Awesome, thank you, bro. Okay, so SI parent can be so driven that it seems like it's NI parent. Yes, it can. It's like because like I know some SI parents that like they they race cars, they jump off bridges, they do base jumping, they do skydiving. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so made worse by the fact that any child can get pretty metaphysical. How do you spot that? Well. You have to see, are they being concrete? Are they being abstract? You also have to see if they're being affiliative, right? You also have to, like, you use the temperaments and the interaction styles to go from there. You gotta use the other aspects of the type grid to check your cognitive access work. While you can get accurate, if you you truly understand cognitive access, you can have absolute accuracy with typing people through cognitive access analysis, it is possible, but at most, you'll only be able to eliminate it down to their quadra, at most, this is why you still have to rely on interaction styles, temperaments, and uh, and quadra analysis potentially. You don't necessarily need quadra if you focus on cognitive axis first, because cognitive axis will reveal quadra, but you can't break it down from there. So in order to break it down from the quadra, from between, so if you're looking at SI parents, right, you're still at two quadras because you have an ESFJ, which is Crusader quadra, you have an ESTJ, which is a philosopher quadra. So you need to do the other side of the axis. You have to look at the decision-making functions to find out, okay, is this person a philosopher or quadra? Then once you know if they're a philosopher or quadra, you gotta break it down further, which means you have to start going into interaction styles and temperaments to break it down from there. That's the whole process. You cannot rely on any one of these things to actually get you a correct answer. You have to use the other vectors on the type grid because the type grid is literally an abacus, okay? With all these different vectors, with potentially unlimited vectors, to use the type grid because the type grid is, is truth, and based on that, you can, uh, you know, you can you can handle it from there. You know, you can you can identify their type. So just don't just rely on cognitive access. You have to use other things. Uh, I, does that make sense, sir? Um, uh, yes, Michelle, if you, if it, it is your fault if you have no friends. If you want friends, you have to show yourself friendly. You have to initiate with people. All you have to do is call up one of your friends or somebody who could be a friend or talk to someone to be like, hey, I wanna go do this, you should come with me. That's all you have to say. I wanna go do this, you should come with me. Or what is the ultimate pickup line for an N E N S I user for the first cognitive access? What's the ultimate pickup line, guys? What is it? What is the ultimate pickup line? I'll show you, I'll bring up my screen for you right now. You know, if you're going to initiate with someone as an SINE user, here's how you do it. Tony Stark style, we're gonna be channeling Tony Stark for this, an ENTP, okay? Robert Downey Jr. style, right? Here's the ultimate pickup line. This is a pickup line that I would use as an SINE user, right? Here it is. All right, so, I am going to get gelato. Do you want to come with me? There you go. The ultimate pickup line. It doesn't have to be about gelato guys. That's not the point. I'm going to go get gelato because you're stating what you're doing right now. You're stating, I'm going to do this, I'm doing this. So, uh, or I could actually simplify it um, because uh, when you're saying going to get, people could be like, oh, that sounds like introverted intuition. You have to understand that when you're saying I want, I I want could also be construed as introverted sensing. So you could say it this way. I am getting, um, because you're sure. So there's surety there. I am getting gelato, okay? I am getting, that's surety, okay? Introverted sensing, surety, because to you, it's like, this is what I am going to taste. This is the experience I'm seeking. That's what I'm gonna get. I am getting this. Do you want to come with me, okay? This is an E, okay? This is how you, as an SINE user, pick up people. This is literally how you ask them out, okay? I'm going to go do this. I'm going to have this experience for myself. Do you want to come with me? That as asking an NI user, do you want to come with and have the shared experience with me, right? Okay. That's the S-I-N-E version. However, most people don't understand that. This is why I tell any users, don't ask people out. Let them show interest first because you're gonna come off as creepy, especially if you're an ENP. You're the creepiest mother of efforts out there. Myself included, I am creepy AF and that's just a fact. So what I have to do is just make myself desirable and provide social proof so that other people desire me. And it's not just in relationships. It's in anything that I do, even like business related stuff. I can't talk to someone randomly on the street and like invite them to do something. Anyway, it's all about invitation, okay? This invitation is literally the best pickup line for anything. You provide invitation, okay? So as an SI user, you state what you are doing and then you ask them if they want to join you. As an SENI user, you state what you want to do but haven't done it yet and you tell them that you should come with me. You don't give them the choice. You just say, you should come with me, right? It's like you're ordering them around. Guess what? That's exactly how Railgun asked me out. It was awesome. It was fantastic. She had me right away, hook, line and sinker. I was all in, you know what I'm saying? And when I say all in, I mean, I was, I was all in. It, it, her pickup line is like, hey, cause I'm like, wow, I really want, I really want Greek food right now. And she's like, and I was complaining about parking earlier and trying to like find parking because we were in downtown Sac and parking sucks. At least parking is better in downtown Sac compared to other places, let me tell you, like San Francisco. But like, you know, and her pickup line to me was, hey, I know where there's Greek food and parking. You know, uh, let's go, or you should come with me. That was her pickup line. That was it. It worked. You see what I'm saying? You guys see how simple this is? Cognition is a thing, okay? That's literally how this works. (laughs) <laughs> you just gotta lure them away somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, she did have free candy spray uh, spray painted on the side of her Toyota. Right, so, you know. <laughs> and, he and, and free Wi Fi was on the other side of the vehicle. Yeah, got so. in. <laughs> yeah and I got in. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently, they want gelato. Nice. Okay, so Michelle Way, there's this one girl that barked back at me. Why do you always ask me questions? I had no answer. She was mean, I've never had anyone want to go out. You have to state what you want to do. And if it's fun enough, you tell people what they should go. And they're like, okay, no, you know, but that's literally how you do it. And that's your pickup line. And you can use these pickup lines for sexual relationships. You can use these pickup lines for uh, friendships. It doesn't matter, business even. It doesn't matter, guys, you could do it. Um, So yeah, yeah. Could it be sorbet? Yes, it can be sorbet, Barbara. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Sam Blankenthorn. Was my question answered about encouraging anxious SI to leave their uh, comfort zone? I lost the stream for a bit. It was not answered, Sam, so I'll answer it now. Uh, Yes, encouraging anxious SI to leave their comfort zone is absolutely critical, especially for SI inferiors, more than anybody else, okay? And that's one of the benefits of my marriage to Railgun because we do things that put me outside of my comfort zone all the time. Like for example, I didn't—I would have been really scared to like, and would have never have gone rowing or sculling ever. Uh, And then I learned it because she's like, "I want to go learn this. You should come with me." I'm like, "Okay," so I did. You're like, "Is my heart rate up 24/7?" Maybe. But does that matter? I'm just joking. Yeah, exactly. But we made it work, and it was great. Um, INFJs are direct, yes. Um, So, um, uh, way to go, (laughs) Railgun. Free candy would be creepy AF if you were a dude. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Um, Email Anthrax. I think the force is a form of NE influencing NI. Should I tell film theory... I mean, go talk about that film theory guy on YouTube. That guy's pretty cool. Um, how about Halo Top for Keto Chase? Okay, that's fair enough. Hey, I lost 10 pounds on keto recently. It's been great. get your keto cookies? I want... N- not out. those cookies. No, oh, I want something that you can make. Yeah, okay. you cook better. So, oh, um... Uh, oh, I have the full realm of situations. Thanks, CJ. I'm learning so, so much from... it. No problem. Um... These questions are sore, bet, sick. Okay, okay, what? Okay, whatever. All right. Um. Fair enough. Um. Uh, well, I don't even have the end stream button. This is. This is a sign. This is Keep little. Keep going for ten more hours. No, no, this is not. I'm not good. I'm not doing. This right. is a sign. Um. I think one time you said my husband was a TP. I think he's ESTP. How's that with an INFJ? Are you sure he's not ENTP? I I Look at ENTP for him. And ENTPs are kind of the hardest people to type. ENTPs always end up with INFJs. Yeah, ENTPs always end up with INFJs. Romaine, do you think ESFJ could help you develop FI Trickster? They're so demanding for FI, it's draining. Uh, Not my ESFJ sister, no. It actually makes it worse, so I have to go away. No thanks. Um, Which type is much more likely to get social anxiety? Uh, ISTPs and INTPs. Let's keep it on the topic of this lecture guys um okay uh okay um and uh sorbet we were talking about gelato and dessert stuff Costco has keto ice cream bars I work sales at Costco yes I have them in my uh freezer and I have them all the time but I don't want that right now I miss cookies you know so yeah. cookies that aren't processed Yeah, the cookies that aren't processed, so... Okay, well, it looks like we're running out of questions, guys. Uh, I think that's it for the stream. And the dog is barking again, so we're going to have to take him out. Oh, okay. He wants his INFJ girlfriend. He's Chinese, engineer, very quiet, I'll look it up. Blows up sometimes. Rare. Probably an INTP. Check that, too. But it sounds like an NTP, Michelle. Uh... And, uh, yeah, I gotta take the doggo out. Is there a way for NI to influence any? Absolutely. But that's for the next lecture, bro. Absolutely oh. there is. Uh. What did he ask? Is there, is, there, is there a way for NI to influence NE? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes, there is. Um, I do need real food. Yeah, well, I had to eat too. Yeah, well, keto's not for everybody endomorphs. so endomorphs benefit from keto ectomorphs benefit from veganism, veganism. And, and if you see an ectomorph doing keto they'll start to get fat and a mesomorph benefits from uh, well keto body AFL basically but uh, it's really just you eat 40 to 50 percent protein and the rest of your macronutrients for the day is split down the middle between carbohydrates and fat And you do intermittent fasting still, even though you're not on keto. Yeah, like only 2% of the population is, like, though. When does CS Dogev start soon? Very soon. Have a good night, Chase. All right, cool. Well, thank you all. I hope you enjoyed this lecture. And uh, I'll see you guys uh, next month for the next one. We'll be discussing what is the second cognitive access, which will be um, intro intuition, expert sensing access. So... I'll see you guys uh, very much, and uh, thank you for everything. And I'll talk to you guys later. Now, how to turn this off? Dude, but I can't have no get idea. Like anybody can get cancer from putting on too much weight, and in fact, more.